Thank you for joining the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers Northwestern Division for our Missouri River Water Management Conference call for the month of March 2017. We will be hosting monthly calls through early July. However, we'll be holding our spring public meetings in April across the Missouri Basin and we'll provide the April update during that time. The next call will be held Friday, May 5th at 1 p.m. Central. If basin conditions warrant an ad hoc call due to an unexpected change, we will notify the region of an additional call. These calls are provided as a courtesy to congressional representatives, tribal and governmental officials, and the media. I am Eileen Williamson, and I will be moderating today's call. I just went through the location of the presentation materials via webinar. I'll repeat that. It's www.webmeeting.att.com. The number is 888-204-5984. The webinar code is 3052336 with the security code of 0317. The calls are recorded and placed on the Defense Video and Imagery Distribution System at www.dvidshub.net slash unit slash USACE NWD and on iTunes you can search for Missouri River Basin. Your participation in today's call acknowledges your consent to be recorded. All lines will be placed on mute during this call and to unmute your line or ask a question please press star six. The force mute function does not work on all phones, so if I ask please Please use your phone's own mute function to avoid interrupting the call. Do not place it on hold. For the convenience of our media representatives, the final slide in the presentation includes each speaker's name, title, and contact information. The agenda and presenters for today's call are Doug Cluck from NOAA's National Center for Environmental Information, Kevin Lau from the National Weather Service's Missouri Basin River Forecast Center, Ms. Jody Farhat, Chief of the Army Corps of Engineers, Missouri River Basin Water Management Division. But first, uh, we have our Commander, Major General Scott Stallman. Sir? Yeah, thanks, Eileen, and, and thanks to everyone for joining us again uh, today for our water management update on the Missouri River Basin. We, uh, we appreciate and look forward to continue to work with you as this uh, this runoff season uh, unfolds. Really just one point for today. Uh, our water management section continues to monitor uh, the basic conditions, uh, including the plain snow melt, the mountain snowpack, and certainly the spring rainfall, and they will adjust our reservoir operations uh, accordingly. And today, intends to provide you another update of where we are uh, at this point in time and our forecast for the uh, the weeks ahead. So I appreciate uh, the outreach uh, from everyone in uh, Omaha, and thanks again for everyone's uh, participation. And Eileen, thanks. And back to you. All right. I'll hand it to you, Doug. All right. Well, thanks, Eileen. Thanks to the Corps, and thanks to everybody on the, uh, the call today. Can you hear me all? Yes, sir. All right, so um, we're going to switch to the first slide, uh, conditions over the last 30 days. And what you'll see there is a, a rather remarkable warmth over most of the basin, especially over the lower basin and portions of uh, South Dakota where temperatures were 6 to uh, 10 degrees above normal uh, for mainly the month of February and the early part of uh, March. Uh, that has led to quite a bit of snow melt 
and we'll talk about that more, and others will probably talk about that more um, across the plains. Uh, the other map in the lower right is the percent of normal precipitation over the last 30 days, and you'll see uh, mostly that uh, the basin, for the most part, the basin has been uh, uh, drier than normal, um, with some areas that got some heavy, uh, heavier snows, actually, um, in some of the higher elevations as well as the swath across uh, northern Nebraska. Um, next slide. Next slide are conditions since January 1st of this year, departure from normal temperatures. Again, um, basically the lower basin uh, through Colorado, um, and actually all the way up into the eastern part of the basin, uh, were uh, relatively well above normal with an area um, in Montana, northern Wyoming, uh, western Dakotas that were slightly below to near, nor near normal in terms of temperature. Um, and then you look at the precipitation map. It uh, is similar to the one we just looked at, except that, of course, obviously it has January and Fe January, February, um, and a portion of March in it. And it shows that, that swath of uh, heavier precipitation across northern Nebraska into Wyoming. And actually most of Wyoming shows, uh, uh, and, and western Montana show uh, uh, above normal uh, precipitation. Most of North Dakota, South Dakota, uh, Kansas, eastern Colorado, and, and Missouri show below normal in terms of precipitation so far this year. Next slide. Um, these are the percent of normal of snow water equivalent. Uh, that's if you melt all the, all the snow down. Uh, this is the amount of water that's left in the snowpack in some of these upper basins. Now, most of, most of what you should be looking at is sort of the uh, uh, portions of Montana that feed the uh, uh, Missouri Basin, and you'll see a lot of 100s, uh, 81, uh, you know, 80s to uh, 100 in there. So, not nothing sort of phenomenal. As you go a little bit further south into Wyoming, you will see some, some numbers that are, are, are fairly large and uh, up to 200, a uh, little over 200% of normal. And then on the map on the right, I just want to point out this map was a month ago, and of course I had to make it smaller, but yeah, as you'll see that uh, some of those drier, if you will, drier basins in the upper part of the uh, Missouri Basin, especially in Montana, um, uh, actually showed an increase in the amount of um, uh, snow water equivalent. It, it's slight. Uh, it's nothing phenomenal, but uh, it, it does show an increase in the amount of snowpack. Next slide. Next slide is the Plains snowpack as of uh, as of yesterday, and you'll see there that while the there is snow across an extensive area, it's very light for the most part over the plains. The only portions of uh, heavier plains snow, not in not at elevation are around Bismarck, again, where the heavier snows fell earlier this uh, this winter. A lot of this uh, snow has retreated due to uh, much warmer than normal conditions, uh, especially up uh, um, around that area. So the snowpack has been coming, the snow has been coming off uh, in a relatively responsible manner as far as uh, the flooding people are concerned. People who worry about flood, I should say. Um, next slide. Uh, this is an outlook for uh, uh, a week or two, uh, two weeks from now, basically March 14th to the 20th. It basically shows that the lower part of the basin has enhanced chances for above normal te temperatures. The northern part of the basin, let's say Montana and North Dakota, have a slightly better chances for below normal temperatures during that week. And then down in the 
the precipitation uh, uh, map to the lower right shows that there are enhanced uh, chances for uh, enhanced chances for uh, uh, above normal precipitation during this week. Um, during this week, mainly in the northern and eastern parts of the basin. Now, those aren't strong probabilities, but uh, you know, it, it certainly is more than uh, normally would be there. So we go to the next slide, and this is a sort of a view of what March, uh, the, the outlook for March is. And really, uh, other than maybe the uppermost of basin in, um, uh, basins in, in Montana, we, we really see that there is either warm, uh, warmer than normal conditions, um, uh, better, better chances for warmer than normal conditions over much of the basin, except for uh, maybe a very small portion of Montana where there's a slight bit of below, and then there's uh, equal chances across uh, North Dakota and northern Wyoming and Montana. And then if we look over at the uh, precipitation chances, uh, precipitation chances for the month of March, we see that there's this below normal wedge, if you're calling it from the uh, southwestern part of the basin through Colorado into Nebraska and uh, pushing into Missouri. So chances of precipitation being below normal are higher in that region. And then a very light green, so uh, 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 probabilities are, very, are, are enhanced but only slightly for above normal precipitation across Montana and North Dakota uh, in the other uh, up to the northern part of the basin. If we go to the next slide, the three-month uh, temperature and precipitation probability outlooks for April, May, and June, we see, again, that the lower part of the basin has better than normal chances for above normal temperatures during this time period over this three-month period. Uh, and but we also see, from looking at the precipitation map, that there are enhanced probabilities, again, slight, uh, for above normal precipitation uh, across Montana and uh, mainly Montana and maybe western uh, North Dakota for the most part as far as this basin is concerned. Uh, next slide. I threw a few extra maps in here. Uh, there is some concern in the southern part of the basin with <coughs> excuse me, uh, drought uh, increasing in, in terms of aerial coverage anyway. Uh, the map up in the upper left corner is the current situation as, in as far as the drought monitor is concerned. That's more of a blow-up blow up of what's on the map below it, uh, the U.S. drought monitor, just for the uh, Missouri Basin. And you'll see that Missouri, you know, ports of South Dakota, uh, Kansas, uh, eastern Colorado, and, and Nebraska all have some degree of, of drought uh, activity, if you will, um, going on at the moment. If you look uh, at the lower right, lower right uh, map, you'll see where it's yellow. Um, that is looking at about a month and looking at uh, where drought conditions could get a little bit worse. <coughs> Excuse me. And then the map above that is sort of the change over the last month of where conditions have gotten better or for worse. And if you have to look pretty closely because the shading is a little. Uh, drowned out there, but where it's green, you see conditions have improved, and where you see it's yellow, conditions have deteriorated in terms of drought. Okay? Uh, next slide is are sort of the key points from all of this. 
Current, ENSO, current El Nino Southern Oscillation, that's what ENSO stands for, or El Nino La Nina. Current conditions are neutral, so it's neither one way or the other. Um, uh, there are some, there's a lot of speculation out there in terms of later this year and where that's going to go. I don't want to speculate because I think it just is speculation at this point. Um, I'll talk to you in about two or three months and have a much better handle on on, on which way we go, whether El Nino, La Nina, or near neutral for the rest of the year. Um, plain snowpack, uh, you see a few local two to four inch uh, water equivalents, mainly in North Dakota, much reduced from last month, uh, the plain snowpack. You see the mountain snowpack above, above normal in the southern Rockies still, and then you see a near normal to slightly above normal uh, in the north. And then uh, very warm temperatures over the basin last 30 days for sure. This, this winter has been a relatively warm, depending on where you are in the basin, it's been a relatively warm uh, 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 winter, except in the northwest. Mainly dry uh, plains uh, in terms of uh, precipitation, mainly dry in the plains with a few areas of elevated precipitation over the last 30 days. Looking out, the prediction part of this, uh, I just, just talked about this, a neutral El Nino, uh, La Nina for the next three months. Uh, weak signs pointing towards El Nino, but really it's too early to call. Uh, temperatures enhance uh, cool tendencies to the north and west in the short term. Transitions to equal chances, more or less, uh, in the spring. Most of the basin uh, remains with enhanced chances for above normal temperatures uh, for the spring and even March. So um, that's where we're leaning. And then as far as precipitation, leaning wet in the northern basin, uh, short term, it's, in other words, through March, and also uh, April, May, and June. I get that. But then in the southern basin, uh, enhanced chances for drier than normal conditions through March, then equal chances through the spring. Um, drought, some minor worsening of drought in the lower basin uh, um, already, in, uh, already on the ground and predicted uh, to increase a little bit. And I do believe that is my last slide, so thank you very much. All right, thank you, Doug. Uh, Kevin, you out there? I am. Can you hear me okay? Yep, we got you. Okay, great. Um, again, thank you for um, asking the National Weather Service to participate. I'm Kevin Lyle, and I'll be uh, giving the National Weather Service uh, flood potential uh, brief this afternoon. So, as Doug had already alluded to, snowpack conditions in the mountains vary. The upper Missouri above Fort Peck is near average with respect to snowpack, with the Yellowstone, North, and South Platte headwater snowpacks being above average. By this point in the winter, we have normally accumulated about 80% of the seasonal peak snow water equivalent. The March water supply forecast issued by both the Natural Resources Conservation Service as well as the National Weather Service should be issued uh, later this week. Preliminary March numbers suggest near average mountain runoff volume for the Missouri River above Fort Peck and slightly above average volumes for both the Yellowstone and North Platte basins. Normal to below normal runoff volume is expected in the South Platte. Unseasonably warm February temperatures, as Doug has already alluded to, has eroded most of the plains and snowpack in the Dakotas with lower-than-expected runoff occurring as a result. There was some high water along the White River in South Dakota, but that was due to ice action. Uh, and in the James River Basin in South Dakota, 
We had some high water uh, due to the February snowmelt. There's widespread but very shallow plain snowpack left in Montana and Wyoming. Snowpack in South Dakota is limited to the Black Hills, where the highest estimates are about four inches of snow water equivalent. There does remain some snow in uh, North Dakota with uh, the highest liquid equivalent estimates in the three-inch range in the headwaters of the James. Elsewhere in the Missouri Basin, plain snowpack is non-existent. The National Weather Service issued a spring flood outlook for the basin last week. And although significant widespread flooding is not expected due to mountain snowpack melt alone this spring, long-range river outlooks do indicate the possibility of minor flooding along some of the tributaries of Montana, including the Sun River, Clear Creek, and Parks Fork Yellowstone. Minor to possibly moderate flooding is also possible in the Wind River Basin in Wyoming. Long-range river outlooks also suggest the possibility of tributary flooding this spring in the plains. Rivers likely to experience springtime flooding include the Cannonball and Little Muddy rivers in uh, North Dakota, the James River in North and South Dakota, and the White and Big Sioux rivers in South Dakota. In Nebraska, flooding is possible along the lower reach of the North Platte and along some of the smaller tributaries in the eastern portion of the state, such as Salt Creek. In Iowa, flooding is possible in the Big and Little Sioux Basins and along the Floyd. And although we do have abnormally dry conditions in Missouri and eastern Kansas, as Doug mentioned, convection drives springtime flooding in this area, and we do expect flooding along some of the tributaries to the Missouri River in eastern Kansas and Missouri, including the Grand, Sheraton, Osage, Big Blue, and the Platte River in Missouri. Again, tributary flooding in the lower third of the basin due to thunderstorm activity is typical. Thank you, and this concludes the National Weather Service Flood Potential Brief. Thank you, Kevin. And Jody, to you. Okay. Uh, good afternoon, everyone. Thanks for joining us on the call today. We appreciate your participation and look forward to our continued collaboration. Following the 2011 flood, the Corps' Northwestern Division committed to better communication with the congressional delegations, states, tribes, and stakeholders, and this call is part of that effort. Real-time regulation of the reservoir system is done, doing the, is done using the best available hydrologic and climatic information and is adjusted to respond to changing conditions on the ground. Each month, and more frequently if needed, we produce updated runoff and reservoir regulation forecasts. Late last week, we posted the March runoff and reservoir regulation forecast on our webpage, and earlier today we put out a press release covering much of the same information that we're covering on the call today. So now I'll ask two of the senior engineers in my office to describe these forecasts in more detail. We'll begin with Nicole Shorney, who will discuss the updated 2017 runoff forecast, She'll be followed by Joel Konopczynski, who will discuss the planned regulation of the reservoir system based on the current runoff forecast. So, Nicole? Thanks, Jody. Hello, everyone. <clears throat> the 2017 calendar year runoff forecast for the upper Missouri basin above Sioux City, Iowa, updated on March 1st, is 29.1 million acre feet, which is 115% of average. 
The runoff forecast considers recent runoff trends, plains and mountain snowpacks, drought and soil moisture condition, conditions, and the NOAA Climate Prediction Center's monthly and seasonal temperature and precipitation outlooks. As seen on slide 16, runoff in the Missouri River Basin comes from three components, plains snowmelt, mountain snowmelt, and rainfall runoff. Typically, plain snowmelt runoff occurs in March and April. This year, however, most of the plain snowpack melted in February. As seen on the top image of slide 17, the National Weather Service's National Operational Hydrologic Remote Sensing Center, or NORISC, model snow assessment currently indicates the heaviest snow liquid content range from 2 to 4 inches in some localized areas of central North Dakota, although the heaviest amounts are outside the Missouri River Basin. Some areas of central Montana and north central Wyoming also have remaining plain snow that has less than an inch of liquid content. The rest of the upper basin has no plain snow remaining. <clears throat> Compared to this time in 2011, which is shown in the bottom image, there is significantly less plain snowpack remaining this year. Slide 18 shows the mountain snowpack was 98% of average in the reach above Fort Peck and 131% of average in the reach between Fort Peck and Garrison, primarily the Yellowstone Basin, as of March 6, 2017. The snowpack in the reach above Fort Peck is well below where it was at this time of year in 1997 and 2011. The snowpack in the Fort Peck to Garrison reach is very comparable to where it was at this time of year in 2011, but less than it was in 1997 and still well below where the snowpack ultimately peaked in either year. Normally, 79% of the eventual peak snowpack is accumulated by March 1st. The mountain snowpack normally peaks in mid-April. Slide 19 shows our 2017 calendar year runoff forecast updated on March 1st. February runoff was more than double its average. This was due to plain snowmelt from much warmer than normal February temperatures. So, focusing on the March to July runoff season, the time when we see our highest runoff, we're expecting March runoff to be slightly above average for the upper basin as the remainder of the plain snowpack enters the system. April runoff into Fort Peck and Garrison is forecasted to be slightly above normal due to the possibility of early mountain snowmelt snowmelt from forecasted warmer than normal temperatures. As Doug mentioned, ENSO neutral conditions are forecasted for this spring. That means that our forecast for May through July runoff in the Fort Peck and Garrison reaches, the two reaches that are affected by mountain snowpack, is mostly influenced by the average mountain snowpack above Fort Peck and the above average mountain snowpack from Fort Peck to Garrison, as well as the above normal precipitation outlook for Montana and the current high soil moisture content. For the Oahe to Sioux City reaches, we're forecasting normal runoff for the April to July period. In summary, our annual runoff forecast is 29.1 million acre feet, or 115% of normal. Joel will now discuss the March Reservoir System Regulation Studies. Thank you, Nicole. On December 18th, the reservoir system storage reached 56.1 million acre feet, which is at the base of the annual flood control zone. This means that all the stored 2016 floodwaters have been evacuated from the system. Currently, the system storage is at 57.2 million acre feet, or 1.1 million acre feet into the 16.3 million acre feet of available flood storage. Releases from Gavin's Point are currently 17,000 cubic feet per second. Releases will be stepped up beginning at or around March 19th to provide flow support for the 2017 navigation season. The navigation season will open on April 1st 
at the mouth near St. Louis. Moving on to the monthly studies, the basic simulation uses the runoff forecast that Nicole just discussed. Due to the amount of variability in precipitation and other hydrologic factors that can occur over the next several months, they also develop an upper and lower runoff that are then used in the upper and lower basic simulations. These simulations provide a range of reservoir elevations and releases that may be expected under the different runoff scenarios. The discussion to follow will focus on the basic or most likely runoff forecast. Information on the other runoff simulations is posted on our webpage. Next slide. Looking at the upper three reservoirs, under the most likely forecast, Fort Peck Reservoir is expected to peak near elevation 2240.4, or 6.4 feet into the 16-foot flood pool, which extends from elevation 2234 to 2250. Peak releases are expected to average about 11,000 cubic feet per second this summer. Garrison Reservoir is expected to peak near elevation 1846.8, or 9.3 feet into the 16.5-foot flood pool, which extends from elevation 1837.5 to 1854. Peak releases are expected to average about 30,000 cubic feet per second this summer. The Iwani Reservoir is expected to peak near elevation 1613.2, or 5.7 feet into the 12.5-foot flood pool, which extends from elevation 1607.5 to 1620. Peak releases are expected to average about 30,000 cubic feet per second. Next slide. Navigation service level and season length. Uh, the navigation service level is used to determine releases from the Gavin's Point Dam to support navigation and to help provide an eight to nine foot deep navigation channel downstream. The navigation service level at the start of the navigation season is based on the March 15th system storage. Since we are now within a few days of March 15th, it is likely that flow support for navigation will be full service. Flows for this level of service are designed to provide a nine-foot deep navigation channel with Gavin's Point releases expected to range from the upper 20,000 to the lower 30,000 cubic feet per second this summer, depending on downstream conditions, and that those releases will be reduced in response to downstream flooding if necessary. However, the effectiveness of the reservoir system to reduce peak stages along the lower river diminishes as you move downstream due to the travel time. The surface level for the remainder of the navigation season and the navigation season length are based on the July 1 system storage. Under the basic forecast, flow support for navigation would be full service after the July 1st storage check, and a full eight-month navigation season would be provided. Energy generation at the main stem dams for 2017 under the basic simulation is 10.1 billion kilowatt hours and this compares to the long-term average of approximately 9.3 billion hours. Thank you, and this concludes my talk. Okay, this is Jody again. So in summary, we began this year's runoff season with the full flood control capacity of the reservoir system available, and currently more than 93% of that capacity is remaining after capturing much of the plain snowmelt runoff. Plain snowmelt runoff, which typically enters the reservoir system in March and April, started early this year, and much of it has already been stored in the main stem reservoirs. This water, along with runoff from the mountain snowmelt and rainfall, will be used throughout the remainder of the year to serve other authorized purposes, like navigation and water supply. However, there's still a month more or more remaining in the snow accumulation season, so we'll continue to monitor the conditions in the basin and we'll make any necessary release adjustments as the spring unfolds. 
Flood control remains our primary consideration in 2017, and while the risk of significant widespread flooding due to mountain snow melts alone is not likely this year, minor flooding is expected in some of the mountain tributary basins, as you heard from Kevin Law. In addition, there's always a risk of flooding due to spring and summer thunderstorms, particularly along the lower basin. The Corps' ability to significantly reduce flood risk along the lower Missouri Basin diminishes that locations further downstream, as Joel mentioned, due to that large uncontrolled drainage area and the travel time from Gavin's Point Dam. When possible, releases from the main stem reservoirs will be adjusted to reduce the impacts of these events, and sufficient flood control capacity exists in the reservoir system this year to do that. As I did last month, I want to make sure that you're aware of the new products we have on our website. We're posting this each Tuesday. As shown here, it provides the highlights regarding the basin conditions, including the status of the upper three reservoirs, the overall system storage, and graphics depicting the current plains and mountain snowpacks. You'll also find links to our latest news release, the three-week forecast, and both the plains and mountain snowpack comparisons to 2011. We hope you find this summary useful. If you have any suggestions for improvement, please let us know. And finally, I want to take this opportunity to invite each of you to attend our spring public meetings next month. The meetings will be held at the following dates and locations. On Tuesday, April 11th, we'll be at the Jerry Linton Visitor Center in Smithville, Missouri at 11 a.m. Later that day, we'll be at the Western Historic Trail Center in House of Bluffs at 5 p.m. On Wednesday, April 12th, we'll be at the Fort Peck State Fish Hatchery. And for those of you in Montana, that is a change in location for where we've met the last couple of years. So the State Fish Hatchery uh, in the same general location in Fort Peck, Montana. And we'll be at the Bismarck State College in Bismarck, North Dakota, later on Wednesday, April 12th. And finally, on Thursday, April 13th, we'll be at the Ramcota Inn in Pierce, South Dakota. We hope to see you all there. That concludes my remarks, and so I'll turn it back to you, Eileen, for the questions and answers. All right. Thanks, Jody. Uh, remember, for the team to ask questions, please press star six on your phone to come off mute. I'll field questions uh, by state in alphabetical order, beginning with Iowa. Are there any members of the congressional delegations on the call? Tribes? State officials or local government, members of the press. For the state of Kansas, congressional members, tribes, state or local government officials, members of the press. Again, star six if you have a question. Uh, for the state of Missouri, congressional members, Tribes, state or local government officials, members of the press, for the state of Montana, congressional members, tribes, state or local government officials, members of the press. All right, again, I remind you, star six to come off mute, uh, moving to the state of Nebraska. Members of the congressional delegation, tribes, state officials or local government, 
members of the press, for the state of North Dakota, congressional delegation members, tribes, state or local government officials, members of the press, state of South Dakota, congressional delegation members, tribes, state or local government officials. This is Andrew with Congresswoman Christie Nome's office. Yeah. And just had a question. I'm not sure if I missed it in the presentation, but have you uh, put out a, a statistic or data point on the amount of storage in two, at this point, the March storage check in 2011 compared to today? Uh, this is Jody. I have that information available. Um, just uh, as of this date in 2011, system storage was about a half a million acre feet higher than we're seeing today. And I think most importantly, uh, during 2011, during the month of March, we gained over 4 million acre feet from that heavy plain snow melt that hadn't come into the reservoir system yet back in 2011. Um, this year, most of that runoff has already entered the reservoir system, and based on our forecast, we're expecting to gain just about 1.3 million acre feet this month um, under our basic runoff forecast and about two and a half million acre feet if we go as far as our upper basin forecast. So. Okay. So uh, just to characterize this, so um, we're about at the same level of storage that we were in 11, but you believe that the, the amount or the plain snowback has, has melted in earlier, so that's incorporated in that? That's correct. Okay. Thank you. We, yeah, we will get some additional plain snow melt because some of it's still in the ditches and coming in and a little bit of colder weather has slowed some of that down, but we think we have the bulk of it in now. Thank you. Good question. Any other questions from the state of South Dakota, government, press, tribes, or otherwise? Yes, it's Jerry Oster, WNAX in Yankton. Okay. Uh, first of all, can we get a spelling in Nicole and Joe's names, please? They'll actually be on the slides at the end of the presentation. Do you uh, do you have the slides? Yeah, I'm on. Okay, there. Okay, great. Thanks. Mm -hmm. and then, uh, the, the question I have really for Jody and crew is, is uh, you know, we all refer back to 2011, and there was, you know, the snow melt and the rain upstream. At this point, um, you know, not knowing what snow we're going to see in March, if we get to a rain event, how big a rain event would cause concern? Is it, you know, a two-inch, a four-inch, a six-inch kind of rain, you know, what, what would raise your concern? Um, you know, I don't have any specific analysis that would tell me that. Um, what I can tell you, though, is, you know, if you look at those three factors of runoff, plain snowpack, mountain snowpack, and rainfall, um, this year, you know, half, we have half of the mountain snowpack. We have it in the Garrison Reach, but not in the Peck Reach. The plain snowpack, it was heavy, but it melted early. A lot of it soaked in the ground, um, so we did not get as much runoff off that as we had anticipated. And then we had not just rain, but record rains in Montana and parts of Wyoming in 2011. Um, and so, you know, those rains that we had in 2011 were, you know, for the month on the order of, you know, 10 to 15 or 20 inches in some areas up there. So, um and certainly no one's predicting that. So I, I think, you know, based on what we see today, where the reservoir system is in good shape, 
and it would take something much, much larger than the 2011 flood event to uh, end up with a flood like we have that year. I don't know, if Kevin Lau, if you guys do any type of analysis, but I guess, you know, that's really looking at system storage, and I think we have system storage available this year. Yeah, I, I don't have that sort of information either, Jody. Okay. I just, you know, for most of the basin, we are um, statistically uh, near normal for runoff production. We have some areas, like I mentioned earlier, like in the Sun in Montana, that have uh, a little higher. Uh, you look at Kansas, Missouri, Iowa, they're 10 to 20 percent lower uh, because of the soil. So, you know, it would depend on where the rain was, but I would agree with you it would take what we saw in, in 11 to put us back into the 11 situation. More, more than 11, in fact, as you said. Okay. Well, I appreciate that. We seem to get 100-year floods like every other year anymore. Now we understand. Yeah. yeah. And again, 100-year flood is 1% annual chance, not one in 100 years. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, <laughs> we, seem, we seem to get them you know, like every other year or 100-year rain. Right. All right, thanks. Thank you. Uh, any other questions from the state of South Dakota? All right, moving to Wyoming, uh, members of the congressional delegation, tribes, state or local government officials, and members of the press. And do we have any national press? Any final questions or statements before we adjourn? Okay, as a, as a reminder, uh, Jody gave the time for the spring public meetings, and those public meetings will uh, replace the monthly call. If there is a need for a call, we will notify the basin. However, the next call is scheduled for May 5th, Friday at 1 p.m. Central, and I appreciate your participation today. Thank you.